This episode of No Playbook is sponsored by LTT Productions. Like, comment, share, tell your friends, even tell your grandma. Get the word out about LTT and we can watch this thing grow together. This episode of No Playbook is brought to you in partnership with musician Jumbo the Bear God. You can get his new song NDA wherever you get your music and make sure to check out his music video on YouTube filmed by Bonzo Raps and in association with Create the Mood Films. A link to his YouTube page will be linked in the Twitter post and also in the description. Make sure you check him out wherever you get your music and thank you to Jobo for partnering for this podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Smith Media Consulting. For all your audio or video production or for media consulting, contact Smith Media Consulting at 618-294-3399. Again, contact Smith Media Consulting at 618 618- Two nine four three three nine nine. Make sure you stay up to date on everything LTT Productions related. You can follow LTT Productions on Twitter at LTT Productions One. You can also follow the host of the No Playbook podcast, Drew Pounton, on Twitter as well at Pounton eighteen. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter for everything LTT Productions related. On this episode of No Playbook, we talk Justin Jefferson, the best receiver in the NFL, is Saquon Barkley back, and are the Bills going to go undefeated? Right here on No Playbook. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the No Playbook Podcast on the LTT Productions feed. I'm, as always, your host, Drew Pounton, and let us get right into the action. This week was the first week of the NFL season, and boy, did it not disappoint. We had great games all throughout the week. And let's start with the very first one. The Rams get destroyed by the Bills. Um, 31 to 10 was the final score and the Rams didn't score again after halftime. Uh, just a couple of thoughts. The Rams looked very bad. They looked very bad. Their pass rush, um, didn't really get home against a kind of average offensive line for the bills. Um, and the pass rush of the bills was just elite. Von Miller was a great addition. Um, I think a better addition than a lot of people expected. He went out against the Rams and had a great game. Um, Allen Robinson was very underwhelming. It felt like he did have a couple of times where he was open and Stafford just threw it up to Cup, which there are more players on this team than just Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. But there is one play familiar that are in um, particular that I think about, and it's whenever Matt Stafford, uh, he took it, it was like a third down and two or third down and three, and instead he had Robinson coming across the field right in front of him, and instead of kind of throwing it and picking up a couple extra yards or just, just to get Allen involved, he ran. He did get the first down, but that was just kind of, I was watching it, and I'm like, he's wide open, you know. Why even try to stress if you're going to get the first down or not? You just throw it to Allen Robinson, he's right there. Um, and the Rams offense, kind of Cooper Cup or bust. Uh, Cam Akers had no yards at all. Darrell Henderson was the lead back this week. Um, and kind of surprising, honestly. I've heard nothing but good things about Cam Akers through, all throughout of camp. And he came out and 
didn't do much with his touches. And again, Darrell Henderson really was the lead back this week for the Rams. Kind of touching on a couple of other things that happened this weekend. Uh, Justin Jefferson proved why he is a top three receiver in the league. Um, stupid numbers. He had a fantastic game. And I think that we are at the point of can we start moving him over guys like Devontae and Cooper Cup? You know, I mean, last week, um, 11, or excuse me, nine catches, 184 yards, and two touchdowns. Can we start? Is he number two? Is he number one? I mean, Devontae had a great game last week, but it wasn't to this caliber. So, um, still really early in the season. The Rams had a very rough game against uh, the Bills, of course. So, I'm really excited to see how they continue to use him all throughout the rest of the year, of course, with it being, you know, him being so, uh, him being so far ahead of other guys. And Adam Thielen, is not, Adam Thielen is not a bad receiver, but Justin Jefferson feels like he's just light years ahead of Adam Thielen, even when he was in his prime. I think Justin Jefferson, by the end of the year, could be getting talks for either Offensive Player of the Year or uh, being the best receiver in the league. Pittsburgh's defense looked really good. Minka Fitzpatrick had a great game. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Uh, T.J. Watt is out for at least four weeks. Um, There was fear that he had tore his pec, uh, but I believe that they now uh, either know or they feel like he didn't tear it and that he'll only be out four weeks with a torn pec. He'd probably be out for the rest of the season because I don't really see them making the playoffs. Uh, We've seen J.J. Watt with this last year. He did come back for the Rams game um, in the playoffs. So I think that if T.J. Watt would have tore his pec, he could have been back around playoff time, maybe you know, uh, week 17, week 18. But if you're not competing for a playoff spot, then just don't do it. But the feel is that he could be back by week five, maybe week seven, something like that, and be a – I mean, he had – I don't have the stats in front of me, but I know he had uh, maybe two sacks, an interception, and a pass deflection. I mean, he was all over the place, proving why he's the reigning defensive player of the year. Falcons took away yet another big fourth-quarter league. I think they were up like 16 points. I think it was 26-10, to and then Jameis Winston kind of turned it on and the uh, got Will Lutz in the field goal range, and the Saints won that one 27-26. Bears beat the 49ers, which is really surprising to me because, yes, I mean, a lot of people are going to say that the field condition was not great, which it wasn't. I mean, it was like the Mississippi River out there is what they looked like they were playing on. But Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers offense feels like this is kind of the – this is where they would be at best. You know, they play really good run defense – or, excuse me, they play really good on the run They play really good run. They have a run-heavy offense. Okay, obviously that's what I'm trying to say, but um, they didn't. They lost 19-10. Justin Fields and the Bears have the coldest picture probably of the year already. I mean, that picture of them sliding in the rain after winning a game, um, doing something that a lot of people didn't think that they could do. I think that they're going to go 6, 7, 8, you know, maybe not eight, but five to seven wins. I think that is very easily the the goal here for the Bears. Detroit feels like they are a 
good quarterback away from being a real threat in the NFC. Um, I know that sounds like a crazy sentence, but if you put, um, goodness, I don't even know. I mean, anyone better than Jared Goff, you know, at this point, I think that they are a very good team. You know, they came back against the Eagles. It wasn't really that close, but the score says it was. It was like 38 to 35, I think. Um, but it feels like they're ready to win. Their offensive line is good. They have improved wide receivers, especially when Jamison Williams um, starts playing. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is a top probably five to seven tight end in all of football. And then their defense, um, I think they could still use a corner. Um, I don't know how Jeff Okuda played last week. It feels like that's all I talk about is corner depth. But um, I know that their secondary, at least as far as I know, isn't great. Um, but working on that defense would be a huge uh, piece, especially getting someone next to um, Aiden Hutchinson. I think that you know the, the uh, Lions – could be very good if they were to go draft a uh, a Bryce Young this year or um, a Caleb Williams or a C.J. Stroud. I Or even, you know, for that matter, try to trade for a good quarterback and if they feel like they can win now, which I think that you get a good quarterback on this team, this easily is a, I would probably say, a 9-10 to 10 to 11 win team, something like that. I know it sounds like a lot with the Lions, but, I mean, they – they played really well last week uh, coming back against the Eagles. It just feels like you get a good, you know, a little bit of above-tier quarterback in there, and I think that they can be really dangerous. Tua, I think, is most likely going to be gone after this year. He didn't play too terrible um, Sunday, but I just I think that Mike McDaniels maybe wants a guy that pushes the ball down the field with two of the faster receivers in the NFL. I think, you know, that – eventually Tua is going to get replaced and uh, you know I don't know if he'll get benched this year unless he just strings together bad games but I mean he completes his passes I mean he threw for like I think 79 completion completion percentage is what he had but I don't know we're still waiting to figure out Mike McDaniels in his offense but I think that this team would be really good with a I mean obviously like a Josh Allen any team would be good but like a guy that more can throw the ball down the field a little bit better than Tua can. Uh, Baltimore looked really good in the second half. The first half was kind of a struggle for the Ravens. Um, I was kind of bouncing between each game. Um, Baltimore looked pretty good in the second half. The first half, I think it was like maybe 10-3, to 3, but they t- came out and uh, turned it on. Lamar Jackson can throw a football, believe it or not. He still isn't – I don't – I think he's – not where he wants to be. I mean, he still is – he's pretty good at throwing the football, especially down the field and obviously running. But I think that there's still an, a level to his game um, throwing-wise that he can unlock. And if he can, you know, I mean, he's already really good at, at, you know, obviously throwing the football. But I think that if he can take that next level, I think he can be even better than what he is now. The Browns might be okay without Deshaun Watson. Um, they did – Barely squeaked by the Panthers, but, I mean, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and their defense played really well, and uh, controlling the clock and controlling the tempo of the game I think is going to be their key to win. They just need Jacoby Brissett to not make any mistakes, and as far as I know, he's not like that. Jacoby's one of the better backups in all of the league. He's, I think he's a top-tier backup in the lower-tier starter, something somewhere in that range. 
Uh, the Colts and the Texans tie. Don't have much to say about that other than it's week one, and hopefully the Colts can get it figured out. If they don't, I think Frank Reich is gone. I really do. Um, he's had a couple of good years, but it feels like they're always just a quarterback away, and they try to get pieces. But I think that if they miss the playoffs this year, um, the offseason Frank Wright might get fired or the next offseason. I don't think Frank Wright has much time in Indianapolis, but I think he will get another job somewhere. Um, the Giants get a massive win, a 21-20 to win over the Titans. Saquon had, you know, a fantastic game. We'll also talk about him a little bit later on in the show. Uh, the Vikings looked really good, a 23-7 to win. Um, I was very close to predicting the score. I had 24-10. to uh, Not a great week for my picks, but again, a little bit later on in the show. Uh, talked about Justin Jefferson looking really good. The Vikings defense looked really good as well. Uh, speaking of looking really good, the Chiefs came out in just 44-21. to Massive game. Um, nothing else I can say. They just dominated um, the Cardinals. Uh, and again, no D-hop, no win for Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Um, I don't really want to call this an overreaction, but the Cowboys season seems to be over with. Uh, no Dak Prescott for, I think it was either four to six or six to eight weeks. Either way, uh, they lost to the Bucks, and it wasn't nearly close. Like they need offensive weapons. No pass rush. This feels like the last time Dak got hurt to where they uh, may get a higher draft pick and hopefully look to build the offensive lineup. Maybe not try to replace Tyron Smith, but get somebody else that can play left tackle and that can be good at it whenever he's uh, injured. And the Broncos just look terrible and undisciplined against the Seahawks. I can't believe the Seahawks were able to pull that one out. Geno Smith looked really good. Uh, the running game didn't look half terrible. Rashad Penny had a touchdown. Uh, Patrick Sartan and DK Metcalf can slowly become, if these teams can play a little bit more often, uh, maybe once a year. Um, I think in with Russ, they probably will. But I think that DK Metcalf and Patrick Sartan can be almost as fun as Jalen Ramsey and uh, DK Metcalf. A couple of other stories that I wanted to hit on. Um, Tom Brady. I think this has to be his last year. Um, reports are coming out that at home, him and Giselle are not having it. She's not happy that he's back. Um, I think a fan of every NFL team is not happy that he's back. Uh, no, but um, I, I really – I want Tom to come out and say that this is his last year. I just don't think that he knows if it is or not, you know. Um, I want him to get a farewell tour like you see other greats get. And he's wide, he's regarded as the greatest of all time. Um, he's the greatest, one of the greatest winners of all time alongside Bill Russell. Rest in peace. Um, seven Super Bowls. He's been dominating the league for, I mean, almost as long as I've been alive. I think that this is it for him. Um, you know, that's kind of the, I guess, perspective, I guess is not the word I'm looking for, but it's close enough. The um, is kind of what it feels like around the league is that this is going to be his last year. And, you know, who knows what can happen. They looked really good last night or uh, Monday night, excuse me. They looked really good. Um, Kind of Micah Parsons was kind of at bay, uh, but that offensive line near was not nearly as big of a problem as I thought it would be. But I'd like to see them go against someone with a little bit of a better pass rush. Um, 
Micah played a little bit more of a linebacker role um, on Sunday night. Uh, I'd like to see them go against maybe a maybe the Vikings or maybe um, you know let me see who they play this week. Uh, this week they got the Saints, so this will be a really good matchup for that offensive line. Sean Payton said that, or uh, Sean Payton said that on the herd that Patrick Mahomes was nearly a saint the year that they had the 11th overall pick and they got Marshawn Lattimore that they dra- they were very close to drafting Patrick Mahomes. And he said on the Herd podcast that um, it was between Lattimore and Patrick Mahomes for that 11th spot. Of course, Patrick Mahomes went number 10 to the Chiefs who traded up to get him. But he said that it was very close that, you know, he thought that one of them would be gone by the time pick 11 came and that they would just go with the other one. But I was really interested to see, um, and Colin didn't ask this, who had the edge? What if they both would have been there? Would they have taken Patrick Mahomes or would they have taken Marshawn Lattimore? Marshawn Lattimore is one of the best quarterbacks in or corner backs in the league, but Patrick Mahomes is a top three corner in the league, you know? Um, so I think that, I would really like to know who they would have drafted and who they would have taken, but we'll we'll never know. We are excited. I'm excited to know that Drew Brees almost mentored Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I'm Drew Brees fanboy all the way. Uh, I think he's a great quarterback, one of the best in NFL history. And, you know, just the thought of having Sean McVay or excuse me, um, Sean Payton and Patrick Mahomes with Drew Brees mentoring him just is phenomenal. What could have been for the Saints? Um, Nathaniel Hackett, what what are we doing here, dude? Um, kicking a 64-yard field goal. Um, you're paying Russell Wilson 260-something million dollars to be that guy to go for it on fourth down and five. I feel like he let the week decide, you know, because Brandon McManus is one of the best kickers in all of football. Um, he is really good. He's underappreciated and really underrated, I think. Uh, he came over in Denver a couple, like, I think, honestly, when it, it feels like 10 years ago. He's been in Denver forever. But I think that if you, obviously, if he would have made it, it's no big deal, but he did not make it. He missed it. And what if you're not looking at it from the flip side? What if Russell Wilson, what if they go for it and he doesn't get it? Is he getting killed for, you know, not trying to kick the field goal? I think it's he's not getting killed as bad because you're just you're like, hey, we have this new guy we just got. We paid him a bunch of money. We wanted to see what we got, you know. But he went for the win uh, right then, and I think that obviously they did not get the win. I would have rolled the dice with Russell Wilson. You never know what he can draw out of a hat. Um, but you will never know. Uh, Denver has to bounce back this week, though, and uh, – we can find out if they do or not in my week two picks. But we're going to step aside, let our sponsors do a little bit of the work here, and we'll get back with the Offensive Players of the Week and Defensive Player of the Week right here on the No Playbook Podcast on the LTT Productions feed. This episode of No Playbook is sponsored by LTT Productions. Like, comment, share, tell your friends, even tell your grandma. Get the word out about LTT, and we can watch this thing grow together. This episode of No Playbook is brought to you in partnership with musician Jumbo the Bear God. 
You can get his new song, NDA, wherever you get your music. And make sure to check out his music video on YouTube, filmed by Bonzo Raps and in association with Create the Mood Films. A link to his YouTube page will be linked in the Twitter post and also in the description. Make sure you check him out wherever you get your music. And thank you to Jobo for partnering for this podcast. Welcome back to the No Playbook podcast on the LTT Productions feed. We're going to get into the Offensive Player of the Week, the Defensive Player of the Week, my fantasy lineup, the second installment of the No Playbook pecking order, and of course my Week 2 picks. Let's go ahead and get into the Offensive and Defensive Player of the Weeks. My Offensive Player of the Week, there were multiple choices. Patrick Mahomes and Justin Jefferson were two of the three, and I gave it to the third guy, Saquon Barkley. 164 yards, a touchdown, and a game-winning two-point conversion. The way I look at it is that if Patrick Mahomes has a halfway decent game, I think the Chiefs still win. If Justin Jefferson has a halfway decent game, I think the Vikings, it's closer than what it was, but I think the Vikings can still win. If Saquon doesn't have this big of a game, they lose by 13 points. You know, he turned it on and didn't turn it off. There's a lot of talk that Saquon is back and Saquon is back. And I feel like he has one of these games every year. He has a really big game, but I, I'd like to see what he does next week and the rest of the season. But if if he's back, then he's back. He was a top three running back in all of football his rookie year. I'd like to see him get back to that standard, and uh, I think the Giants need him to be that guy uh, if they're going to win any sort of games this year, like they won week one. My defensive player of the week is Minka Fitzpatrick, a pick six, a game-saving blocked extra point. Evan McPherson looked like he was going to drill that in. They were going to win 21-20. to Minka Fitzpatrick sends it to overtime where the Steelers get the win. Oh, and he also had 14 tackles. Nothing too crazy, just 14 tackles. Minka did it all uh, for the Steelers, and they got a big-time win against Cincinnati. Um, and I didn't expect them to win, but here we are talking about it. Now let's take a look at my fantasy lineup. Um, so last week I did end up getting the victory 137, um, to 108. Not going to lie to you. My team did not play very well. Lamar Jackson uh, had 21 points. I did start Cam Akers. What a mistake that was 20 or, uh, like I said, 21 for Lamar Jackson. Cam didn't get any points. Um, Travis Etienne had eight and a half. Justin Jefferson came in and saved the day and pretty much won me this this uh, game. If he doesn't go off for 39 fantasy points, I lose that game. Debo Samuel um, had 12 points. Dalton Schultz had 13. Michael Thomas turned it up in the second half. He had five receptions, 57 yards, and two touchdowns, giving me 22 points. Uh, Darnell Mooney had one point. Tom Brady had 10. And a mistake that I made that I'm not making again I said last week that I'm going to just go week by week for the Bills or for defense, and the Bills defense showed me why that's not a good choice. So uh, the Bills defense will be my starting defense every week until they are on their bye. Um, And then, of course, we'll sub them out and sub them back in. The Broncos defense gave me eight points. Um, The only substitution that I could have made and benefited from uh, would have been putting Trevor Lawrence in for Tom Brady. And then putting the Bills defense in over the um, the Broncos defense. I could have substituted uh, Darnell Mooney 
for almost anyone on my bench. Uh, Tony Pollard had more points. Mardez Valdez-Scantley had more points. Hunter Renfro had more points. Um, Kadarius Tony had more points. Dallas Goddard had more points. So um, sloppy game, of course, and the weather for uh, the Bears and 49ers. But I expect them to bounce back this week. Uh, this week, uh, my fantasy lineup, I am rolling with. James Robinson did get a lot of the carries uh, this week. So trying to think of another guy that I may want to put in. Um, Brees Hall is on my taxi squad. He had a pretty good game last week, got 10 points. um, But I think I'm going to leave him down there until I absolutely do not have to. I put in waiver wires for uh, Jeff Wilson and for um, uh, Darrell Henderson. Because if Darrell Henderson is going to be the main back, then, I mean, he had 15 points last week, I believe is what it said. Um, 12 fantasy points last week. Uh, but he can do he can do it all out of the backfield. He's a, he's a good runner and a good pass catcher. Um, so I ended up getting Darrell Henderson off of waivers, and that's really the only um, thing that I have. So... My starting quarterback this week is going to be Lamar. I'm going to keep him in, obviously. Darrell Henderson is now my one of my running backs. I'm keeping Travis Etienne in. Um, I'm trying to make a trade with another guy in my league. Um, trying to get A.J. Dillon, but um, that's still going. Uh, Justin Jefferson, obviously wide receiver one. Debo Samuel and um, are my wide receivers. Dalton Schultz will be my starting tight end. Michael Thomas will be my flex. I um, put in Hunter Renfro over Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney uh, is going against the Packers this week. I don't like his odds, honestly, um, at all, to be honest. Uh, That secondary for the Packers is one of the best in the league. They have Jair Alexander, um, Adrian Amos. I think that the Packers are going to do really well. So I put in Hunter Renfro, uh, Arizona. Their defense doesn't scare me at all. I still have Tom Brady in over Trevor Lawrence, which I might substitute because Tom Brady is going against New Orleans this week, and New Orleans has a really good defense as well. Um, Trevor Lawrence is going against Indianapolis. Um I think that is a substitution I will make. So Trevor Lawrence now my flex wide receiver or super flex. And then the Bills defense is my defense. Nothing crazy as far as the bench goes. Uh, Tom Brady, obviously. Zach Wilson still waiting for him to come back. Tony Pollard, Cam Akers, OBJ, um, NVS. Jalen Rager I still have down here. I don't know how much longer he's going to last. Darnell Mooney, Kadarius Toney, who did not get a lot of touches last week, which was kind of um, not necessarily annoying because I think he can be really good in an offense if you get him the ball. But he just didn't get a lot of touches, and um, that's all I can really say. I wish they'd get him more involved in the offense. Dallas Goddard is my tight end, too, and I have the Broncos defense down there still. They're going against Houston. Um but the Bills are going against Tennessee. I think that the Tennessee Titans are going to get down big. They're going to have to throw, and Ryan Tannehill is just going to throw them game, throw the game to the Bills. So I have the Bills defense. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do with the Broncos defense. The Broncos have a pretty good defense. 
but um, maybe try to trade them or something like that. But it is now time for the No Playbook Pecking Order. Week two of this, and let's get it. The Bills, obviously, I have at number one. The Chiefs could be up here. Um, Spoiler alert, I have them at number two, but I'll tell you why I have the Bills at number one. The Bills beat the Rams in convincing fashion. You know, we thought that this was going to be a great game, a Super Bowl matchup, um, but the Bills just came out and dominated. Josh Allen threw two interceptions. It was really one because Isaiah McKenzie couldn't handle it. Um, but even then, um, a lot of the – both of those interceptions, Troy Hill came down and made a great play on the ball. Um, and I think that, of course, Isaiah McKenzie just a fluke, uh, had it like bounce off his hands and his chest and then – um, I think Terrell Lewis came over and intercepted it. So I think the Bills are the number one team. The Chiefs, they did beat the Cardinals pretty bad, and they looked really good doing it. But I think that just level of competition is why I have the Bills over the Chiefs. Um, again, I'm not very high on the Cardinals this year. This isn't just a I'm a Rams fan, and I'm going to put the Cardinals down here because they're a division rival. I just don't think that the Cardinals have the personnel to do much of anything. My number three team is the Vikings. Uh, I had them at number eight last uh, week. But Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins looked good. They used a multiple running back set. Alexander Madison, I think is his name, was in there. Uh, Dalvin Cook, of course, was in there. Um, this, the defense held Aaron Rodgers, even though that offense, uh, those, those weapons aren't very good on the outside. They still have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and they held that offense to seven points. Number five, I have the Bucks. They were not on my original list because I was really afraid of their offensive line. But I have them at number five. They looked really good last week. Um, and I think that the offensive line, they may be able to scrap by until they get Ryan Jensen back. But I think that they put on a, a pretty good show, especially the defense. The defense looked really good. The Cowboys obviously don't have a lot of weapons, but they have enough to be competitive, and that game was not competitive. At number five, I have the Chargers. Um, I have the Chargers over a couple of teams here that we'll talk about. But, you know, I had them at number four last week. They played a really good team, but I think the Vikings played a better game. I think the Bucks played um, uh, their offense didn't play very good, but their defense played really well. But uh, the Chargers, unfortunately, I did not get to watch that game. But from what I understood, uh, Justin Herbert obviously looked great. Khalil Mack looked like the Khalil Mack of old, and him and Joey Bosa on the edge is just deadly in any aspect. But it looked, you know, amplified against that Ra- uh, Raiders offensive line. Number six, I have the Rams, of course, dropping from number one. They did not look very good last week at all uh, they do play the Falcons this week um, but I don't the Rams are still kind of tricky they have a lot of offensive weapons that weren't involved last week so I, I'm looking forward to them getting them involved and maybe making a list I jump back on the list at number seven I have the Ravens who stay at number seven um, I just didn't think that they looked as good in the first half I think that they definitely didn't look as good as the Chargers. Um, and then I think the Rams are just an overall better team, even though they didn't show it this week. I think the Rams have a better roster, but I think the Ravens 
are kind of hanging in the top 10, and I think they'll be here all year. The Eagles at number eight, I have them dropping from number five. Uh, that game got a little close for my liking, uh, kind of on the edge of your seat. Uh, Kyler was actually at that game, so uh, pretty jealous of that one. He's, you know, he went and had a great time, flew to, to Detroit, had a great time. The Eagles at number eight, um, they just did what they did. A.J. Brown looked really good, had a great stat line. They had, you know, the most rushing yards for a week one team. I think it was like 212 or 215, something like that. A great rushing attack for the Eagles, as it usually is. Um, you know, it's the Eagles. They seem to be all the way back, but Jalen Hurts obviously is a big question mark, and he looked pretty good last week. Number nine, I have the Bengals. Um, T. Higgins is going to miss some time. I still think that Joe Burrow will be better. He threw, I think, four interceptions last week, which is not Joe Burrow-like. I think they have a pretty easy matchup this week, but we're getting to our game two week picks, uh, or week two picks after this. And I think that Joe Burrow will be a lot better. I threw the ball like 50 times. I don't understand why you don't use Joe Mixon a little more there, you know. Uh, But I think that they will get back to using Joe Mixon. I think it's one of those things where it's like, oh, we didn't run the ball very well. Now we're going to have a very run-heavy kind of workload, uh, kind of the Sean McVay thing. And the Dolphins at number 10, they weren't here last week. I don't know. I Tua doesn't really wow me, but that offense, um, they have you know two of the fastest receivers in all of football. Their defense is really good. I think that if they had a good quarterback or a better quarterback than Tua, that this team would be – um, up here with the Bucks and Chargers and Vikings, but they don't, and uh, they're down here at number 10. This episode of No Playbook is brought to you in partnership with musician Jumbo the Bear God. You can get his new song, NDA, wherever you get your music, and make sure to check out his music video on YouTube, filmed by Bonzo Raps and in association with Create the Move Films. A link to his YouTube page will be linked in the Twitter post and also in the description. Make sure you check him out wherever you get your music, and thank you to Jobo for partnering for this podcast. Make sure you stay up to date on everything LTT Productions related. You can follow LTT Productions on Twitter at LTT Productions 1. You can also follow the host of the No Playbook podcast, Drew Pounton, on Twitter as well, at Pounton18. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter for everything LTT Productions related. It is now time for my week two picks. Let's get it. Went eight and eight last week. Looking to capitalize week one of the season. Don't know what anyone's going to look like. So looking to uh, hopefully only have that eight in the loss column for the rest of the year. Uh, Chargers at the Chiefs. I have the Chargers winning this one 27 to 24 on Thursday night. This is still such a toss-up, but I think that the Chargers secondary is going to limit the the passing attack of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs as much as they can. And then I'm not really too thrilled with the Chiefs running offense, so I think the Chargers get a big win here, 27-24. Uh, to 24. Patriots at the Steelers. I have the Steelers winning this one 21-3. No Mac Jones, no win, no points, no touchdowns, hardly anything for the Patriots offense. That looked awful last week. And with Mac Jones, who I think they're going to ruin his career um, with all of this no OC, who's calling the plays type deal, uh, Patriots get smashed by the Steelers. 
Dolphins at the Ravens. I have the Ravens squeaking by the Dolphins 21 to 17. Um, better quarterback gets the win. Um, that's all I can really say. I think if Lamar Jackson and the Ravens can't come to a contract, I think he might be on the move, and I think the Dolphins can put together a very, very enticing package for the Ravens. Colts at the Jaguars. The Colts have not won in Jacksonville in like seven years, and that trend continues. The Jags get a big 21-20 win. The Colts always start off super slow. Um, they always have under Frank Reich, and I think that it continues. Slipping to, what would that be, 0-1-1 on the year. Um, I did, didn't give myself a tie or whatever because I picked the Colts to win. So, you know, they didn't win, so I get the loss. Panthers at the Giants. I have the Giants riding the momentum. I think that Baker Mayfield is going to have a bad game. I don't think he really has anything else to look forward to. So I think he's going to come out and kind of struggle, and the Giants offense going to do what they did last week, trying to con Control the tempo. Give it to Saquon. Not really too thrilled with the Giants, or excuse me, the Panthers' interior defensive lineman. A huge fan of Brian Burns. Huge fan of Brian Burns. But I don't think that they're going to do much of anything. I have the Giants 20-17 to here. Saints at the Buccaneers. The Bucs haven't beat the Saints since Tom Brady's been back. That continues. The Saints get a 32-21 victory over Tom Brady and the Bucs. Uh, Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas... Uh, Jarvis Landry had who had a good week or a good game last week, and uh, Chris Olave who, like I said, had a good game last week. Um, the 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 weapons for the uh, Saints I think rivals the weaponry for the Falcon or excuse me for the Bucks. I think they are very similar. I would honestly give it to I don't know. It's it's very close, but I think that. The defense of the Saints is a little bit better than the defense of the Bucks, and I give the Saints a 30 to 21 victory here. Commanders at the Lions. I have the Lions winning this one, um, 28 to 24. I don't think that. Um, I think it's going to be very close, but I think that the Lions kind of ride the momentum of last week. Even though they didn't win, they put up a lot of points and a lot of. Uh, in a very short amount of time to come back, but I have the Lions winning that one 28-24. Falcons at the Rams. I have the Rams bouncing back in this one. Uh, the Falcons, I think they only kept it close against the uh, Saints because they didn't really know what to expect. Uh, I heard Drake London had a pretty good game, but I have the Rams bouncing back in this one at home 28-14. to Seahawks at the Niners. I, I'm going with the Seahawks. Uh, Trey Lance didn't really look very good, but I think that Geno Smith didn't look terrible, and I think that DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are better than anything that the 49ers have uh, secondary-wise. So I have the Seahawks squeaking by 17-14. to um, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't really was isn't very great, but I think that he – has a lot better offense skills than Trey Lance does. Uh, Bengals at the Cowboys, no Dak Prescott. The defense looked terrible against Tom Brady. I think that the Bengals offensive line gets a better chance to gel um, after last week. No T. Higgins, uh, but Jamar Chase is going to eat up that secondary along with Tyler Boyd. Um, 41-7. to I have the Bengals. I don't think this one's going to be close at all. They have no weapons. Cooper Rush is going to be throwing to CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz. Um, 
which honestly, I think I'm going to make the change on my fantasy team from uh, Dalton Schultz to Dallas Goddard. Or or do I keep it because he's a reliable target? I'm going to keep Dalton Schultz. Talk myself into it, but we'll see. Uh, Texans at the Broncos. I have the Broncos bouncing back 21-7 to over the Texans. The Texans offense did put up 20 points against the Colts, but I don't really know how impressive they're going to be. Um, apparently they didn't go forward on a fourth down late in the game, um, and it kind of screams that Lovey offense, or Lovey's offense isn't you know all the way there. Jets at the Browns. I have the Browns winning that one 30-3. Uh, the Cardinals at the Raiders. I have the Raiders winning that one 30-21. Um, Sunday night football, it'll be the Bears at the Packers. I don't think it, these offenses are very good at all, um, outside of, of course, Aaron Rodgers and the run game for the Packers. Um, but I think that the Packers can do a, a pretty good job of stopping A.J. Dillon and uh, Aaron Jones. I have the Packers winning, though, 17-10. to I think this is going to be close. Um it just seems like it always is for a little bit, and then someone blows you know, someone else out. But I think the Packers uh, don't really have that go-to guy to create separation this year. So 17-10, to 10, they still get the win, but not, in as, um, not as dominant as they have been. Two games on Monday night, the Titans and the Bills and the Vikings at the Eagles. Titans at the Bills, give me the Bills 35-17. to 17. Again, I think that defense is going to be eating up Ryan Tannehill. He's going to make a lot of bad throws, and we're going to be talking about why the Titans still have Ryan Tannehill come this, uh, this time next week. And the Vikings at the Eagles, a great, great, great game. Okay, this one, I think that if you're going to tune into any game this week, um, Chargers at the Chiefs is a good one. Saints at the Bucks is a good one. Um, Bears at the Packers could be good. The Raiders at the Cardinals, I think, can be kind of close. But this game, this game right here, the Vikings and the Eagles, I think could be the game of the week. Um, you can catch it. I think it's on ABC. But I'm going to give the edge to Justin Jefferson and the Vikings. Um, I think that the Vikings have that ability to strike quickly and – the Eagles, although they do, it's not really their offense. I think they have a really slow, not necessarily slow, but a more run-heavy offense. But give me the Vikings 27-21 to in Philadelphia. Whew. Long show. No water. I didn't grab water before the show. Um, Could have grabbed one, but I didn't. So my throat is a little dry, and that is where we're going to end it off. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Hopefully, again, these picks, these uh, NFL game picks, they go by and they do me well. But you've been listening to the No Playbook podcast on the LTT Productions feed. This is Drew Pounton signing off. <laughs>